my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for right Welcome to Tin Drink Minimum. Let me pull everybody in here and unmute their mics. Uh, let's see where we're at here. Cool. Everybody's here. We're live. It's Sunday. It's the last party of the weekend. Uh, Ray is saying hello to YouTube out there. Uh, <laughs> that's like your. That's like it reminds me of like the PTI at the end. They go good night, Canada. You know, Ray's like hey, yeah. <laughs> Um, Holly's here. Hello. Ray is here. I am here. We made it through another week. Yeah, and James yeah. Smiley is in the house. Hello. Yeah. Um, whose speakers am um, <laughs> I hearing? Hearing somebody's. Oh, cool. Uh, someone just said, "Woo, Ric Flair." Um, <laughs> it's kind of crazy because we ended last Sunday, and Ray, you warned me. You're like, "Hey, you better watch out." The protests could come back down uh, into downtown, and I kind of was like, "Hey, whatever." It always stays in the university area, and you were you were one hundred fucking percent on that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'd, I'd been watching uh, some of the feeds, and it looked like uh, stuff was starting at the university area, and it looked like it was spreading around, and and mm -hmm. sure enough, it, it sure made its way downtown to you. Was it shocking to any of you guys? I mean, we're gonna you know talk a little bit about this stuff, you know. And how we feel about it. Was it pretty shocking to you guys about how little the local news was like involved at all? It was shocking to yeah. me. Like like where's you know, where are the cameras? Where where are they filming all of this happening? Like everything I was getting was from somebody that I know from K U and M. And and they weren't even really sitting out there by K U and M per se. They were just out there filming. And, I mean, she she wasn't the only one, but there was a couple people, and it was it was all like social media people. Yeah, and we it, turned the it, news on right away, and they had nothing. Yeah, it was like, and it seems like it's a, even more of a shame that they're not covering it because Albuquerque seems to be behaving, especially yeah. for what Albuquerque normally would do for any given like event that they get the opportunity to. Yeah, like we're actually like doing it right like it seems like we're out there pretty much every night like saying what we need to say with like minimal like interaction with the authorities yeah and uh i want to go on record right right away and say and i and i haven't talked to everyone else about this but i'm pretty sure right across the board we're 100 percent in in support for of black lives matter 100 yes. percent. absolutely um, yeah. sure and you know if someone if someone in the chat wants to say something, you know, if it you know if that's fine. But if it's uh, off color, I'll definitely bounce you out of the out of the chat, and you may not get to come back ever again. Um, you know, we're going to be respectful, and you know, everyone should be. But um, yeah, it it was pretty insane. Like you know, you you know, Ray hit me up after the show, and he's like, "Hey, looks like it's coming back down to your neighbor." I'm really glad you did that too. 
you're like, it looks like it's really coming back down to your neighborhood. And so then I like, you know, I start look, I, I go to the news and I'm like, well, where, where, are, what does it look like? And I can't find anything. I can't find anything. Can't find anything. Finally, I'm on like Facebook and I see somebody literally filming and I just see like hundreds and hundreds of people walking back downtown. And I'm like, ooh, uh-oh, you know, because uh, I like, I, you know, like they talked about. Um, before you know, w- you know when there was the riots when they shot uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, uh, oh, I forgot his name, but it's the gentleman from the foothills. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, I remember when that happened and how crazy that got. So I, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna um, see. I'm gonna go, you know, test the air, see what it's like. And I go out there. I take a, you know, I'm, I'm like two, James Boyd, and mm-hmm. I'm like two blocks from from Central. So I walk downtown and there are cars like it's like you remember back in the day when you could like or on Sundays you could uh, cruise central. Yeah, it looks like that, which, you know, they don't allow that anymore. And there were cars as far as I could see up central and then looking, you know, down central um, towards, you know, the west side far as I could see. And people were honking and, like, people were dropping um, concussion uh, fireworks out of their cars as they were driving down Central. One exploded, like, uh, 15 feet from me, probably, and scared the fuck out of me. So at at some point, I see a guy just, like, riding a four-wheeler wherever he wanted, on the sidewalks, on everything, you know? And it was at that moment I was kind of like, all right. It's getting it's getting wound up. It's getting tense. You know, there was no one walking around at that time. There was like me and like four other dudes. Everyone's in cars, but I'm talking to my friend who lives up in Knob Hill, and she says that the the line of cars is all the way up to Knob Hill. And wow. I'm like, Jesus, really? And she's like, Yeah, they're and, and they're doing the same thing down here. They're just honking and you know screaming, which you know you should. I mean that you know that's what you're supposed to. So it's gotta show your support. Yeah. So I come back around. I come home. And I lay down in bed, and it, and it just keeps getting louder and louder and louder. And I keep hearing the concussion fireworks, and then, you know, of course, the helicopters want, you know, just over and over and over and over again. So finally, I, my friend, I'm talking to my friends, and one of them, like, lives, like, six blocks uh, off downtown. And they're like, why don't you just come stay at our house tonight just in case? And at first, I'm just like, you know, I think it'll be okay. And then, boom, they blow up another firework. And I'm like, you know what? I think I will. So I pack up all my shit, and I and I couldn't figure out if I wanted to drive or walk because it wasn't that far. Fine. And so I decided I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna drive just in case they get, you know, they, I don't want them coming around and fucking up my car, all that stuff, you know. So I drive to their house, and like literally, I get to their house and uh, I, I I tune back on Facebook and on Second and Central, right there in the intersection, are all the chairs from the filling fillies piled and on fire yeah. and i'm like oh shit and, yeah. it was, and, it, and then i just you know and then it just went from there and they just you know i, I did a walkthrough today have you guys walked through downtown at all no not yet it looks like a, it looks like um the only the only thing i can say to explain what what downtown from uh sixth street all the way to first street looks like is when you're watching like uh 
a movie where the military has uh, overtaken like a, a small town or something. Yeah, and they're I, all boarded up. Everything's all boarded up, and then all the streets are blocked by big concrete barriers. Wow. Like you can't drive on uh, on uh, Central downtown at all. Like it cuts off at first, and then you and then uh, down to Fifth. So right now, if you wanna if you wanna ride your bike, skateboard, fly a drone uh, down there, you're totally fine. Never, it, it's like a ghost town. It's super wow. eerie, super weird, and uh, it almost looks like that. Feels like the set of a movie because there's like no one around. It's like it's like well, we're just waiting to bring in all the extras, and then we're gonna start filming. It, it feels like that a hundred percent. Um, but yeah, it, it was pretty insane. And then like, I listened to the police radio till about four in the morning. And some of the things I heard were, uh, I kept hearing the word agitator. They, they kept saying we have an agitator here they, they kept using the word agitator over and over and over and over again. And it like made me mad, you know, I didn't like that word, but yeah. I, I, and, and I kept thinking like, well, you know, they're protesters, not agitators. And it took someone to explain the difference to me. And, and now I kind of like, okay, I'm not as mad. But then, like, um, there was one point where, you know, where you're li- like uh, the person who was filming, they stopped filming. So I had to, like, try to figure out how I could, you know, find out what's going on. So we, I downloaded, you can just download these police scanner apps, you know? So I downloaded a police scanner app and they were talking, like, I don't know, like, I don't know what happened for real, like, what was real and what was not. Like at some point they were like saying there was a per- like there was a crew of people in all black with duffel bags, and apparently yeah. one of them had a shotgun and then a belt with with shells on it. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, at some point, like this other guy, he starts filming, and this is around three three o'clock in the morning, and uh, I don't know him. Uh, we're friends on Facebook, but. He's like driving around and he's like filming everything, and that's when I saw the like the the uh, the box theater had been smashed out. And uh, yeah, shout out to Marisa DeMarco from KUNM. She uh, yes, absolutely, she was amazing. Uh, and she said like I don't she doesn't know if it was a rubber bullet or not, but they shot something right by her head. At one point, she's filming, and there's a literal dumpster fire, like a big dumpster, yeah. and they're just pushing it down the street, you know. And when you see these like images of your like city, you're just like, "Fuck, man!" And so this guy's driving around and he's showing off like all the businesses that are all smashed up. And he drives up to the chemo, and there's just like a bunch of like white punk kids smashing out the window of the chemo. And he gets out of his car and he's like, "Hey, don't smash out the chemo." He's like, "Go smash up a courthouse." He's like, not the chemo. And they just start pelting him with things and smashing his car and uh, trying to destroy. Wow. And so he gets away and he drives up to like the police and he's like, hey, they're smashing up the chemo. And the cops are just like, eh. You know? And I don't know if you saw that. They like took all the windows out of the chemo, just fucked it up. Yeah. You know, I think it was built in like the 30s. Right. And, and you know, they fucked it up. And uh, the whole time, like I'm watching, I don't know if you guys saw the same thing. I didn't really see protesters doing this stuff. It didn't look no. like No, I didn't either. When I was down there and I was walking around, the people that were protesting looked a lot different than the people that on the video I just saw smashing shit up. Yeah. And it, it, and then now we've had like, you know, multiple days of protests afterwards with nothing. 
no issues, no problems, no nothing. So it, to me, it seems like that night it was a bunch of like people who were like, I'm going to go, you know, I, I'm going to take this, take advantage of this and go fuck some shit up, which is bullshit. Mm. Yeah. So I don't rate yeah, not- And then James, you were out in it at one point, right? Uh, not that first night. I mean, I was for the university area one. Oh, okay. Cause I, I ducked thought- out right after the show. I thought, yeah, I thought you ducked out and went over, went out there. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't there for the downtown thing because that oh, okay. wasn't part of the planned. Uh, that wasn't part of the planned right. mar- mar- right. march. Went from my uh, university up to Johnson Field. Yeah. And so I hooked up with them over at Johnson Field, and we got done with that. Some yeah. people wanted to keep going a little further, yeah. and then police didn't like that. Uh, gassed us a little bit, and people started going downtown. And then I called it a night. And I went out the next night, and yeah. the next night after that. Oh, and that was the other thing too. Like even at my friend's house, we could taste like you could taste the tear gas and stuff. That, that's that's oh, yeah. gnarly, man. Really, CS gnarly. gas is not pleasant. No, it was not. And uh, you know, and it made a real cloudy area. But I mean, I'm all for like if, if you're protesting and, and shit gets out of hand. I mean, it just does. It just does. Yeah. It just didn't seem like that's what the, this was. It was like, you know what? Uh, let's, let's go destroy things and then in the name of this, and, and then like and you. I- at the event uh, I went to on Friday, they were talking a lot about like what what some of this like destruction meant to some of the people that did support that. And busting out the chemo doesn't really like make sense because it's supposed to be kind of like a fuck capitalism, like yep. fuck like these big organizations. And again, that's not the chemo theater. And no. like if they, yeah. yeah, that makes a lot more sense that it's a target getting destroyed or a mall or things like that. But like if you're out there like busting out windows to like the you know the box the theater, theater that's been here in downtown since the 30s like that's yeah. you know that that's art like that's you know new mexico run by local people yeah. here like well most of those businesses are i mean yeah yeah most downtown businesses they're locally owned locally run um yeah. locally employed obviously yeah and um yeah that didn't make sense to me either it's like and, and, you know and like, Chris was saying that if if cops escalated the situation and it led to it, then like I'm sure the chemo being a casualty of that is just a casualty of it. But it seems like the people that wanted to go out there and destroy it, like were doing so like on their own volition because I don't feel the police were I feel like APD was on really good behavior for yeah. what we would normally expect APD yeah, to be doing. I, I felt like they were yeah. they were pretty calm. And it was interesting mm-hmm. how they handled the situation. I don't know if you guys watched it, where like they were they were coming up central, and then uh, they were coming from the west side, and then they also were coming from the east side, which was yeah. interesting to me because then it dispersed everyone. And I get that because it takes that mob mentality out of the way, like it turns people into yeah. the individual again instead of the mob. Um, someone well, asked. Well, I felt it- like. I feel like they knew they were being filmed everywhere for one thing. Yeah. Um, I think they were really conscious of that. And I think they were trying to give everybody warning. They were just trying to get everybody to leave. Yeah. And I was impressed with how not violent they were. Yeah. Um, you know, but yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is kind of confusing because I support, obviously I support the protests. Obviously yeah. I support everything that, is behind this but uh you know i have a lot of friends that work downtown a lot of friends who own businesses downtown and uh you know yeah like ray said you should have gone and smashed up a target or a walmart or a courthouse or something you know not 
Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, I guess whatever was broken did continue the conversation that needed to be had. Right. So it, it and like at the end of the day, no matter what, whoever it was that was out there doing it, whoever caused the damages, they did damage. Yeah. Again, now we're continuing the conversation that needed to be had. Well, so it, I guess it did it, do its job. It gives it a visual like uh, reminder. It's like here it is. Yeah. You know, here's yeah. here's here's what's going on in the world, and here's you know, you know the, these windows need to be fixed, but our system needs to be fixed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was really weird because like Tuesday night, uh, our friend Buck from the Buck and Dex show, he's like, hey, uh, can you sit in on the show tonight? Because uh, Dex has uh, uh, strep throat. And I'm like, sure, you know. And he's like, and I want you to talk about like what happened on Sunday. And then like about 15 minutes into the show, he brings on uh, Darren White, um, who's a former Bernalillo, Bernalillo County Sheriff, uh, retired. And I'd never met him. I just kind of knew of him. And, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know what to expect, you know, honestly. And weirdly, what's it? Say it, Smiley. What's up? He was a former chief of police. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is that right, too? Yeah. For Albuquerque? Mm-hmm. Bernalillo County. Okay. So, yeah. So, okay. So, I'm expecting, like, we're gonna, like, he and I are going to, you know, have a battle here, you know? Man, he he came on and, and yeah, he's a big stoner now. Uh, he, yeah, he owns like he owns dispensaries and stuff. Uh, sheriff of Bernalillo County, yeah. So anyway, he like we ask him like, what do you think of what happened? You know, to George Floyd, and he goes, I think it was one hundred percent absolute murder. And at that moment, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I'm listening to you. And when it came time, like you know, where I I kind of you know I let Buck it's his show, I kind of let him run it, you know. But um, it's it's one of those things where it's like I I'm waiting and I'm like I'm I have some I have some questions you know, and I'm like, what why when I was because he said the word agitator during the show, and and it it made me go huh, because I'm like you know I kept hearing that that night and I just want to know and it, and it, is it one of those words that like takes the humanity out of people so that you know you don't feel bad about hitting them with a club you know what i'm saying right that's what i thought so then i asked him i said so i kept you said the word agitator earlier and and i kept hearing that on the scanner that night and i said is that a is that a word that the police use is that like you know part of your you know uh culture yeah vernacular and he said um well what an agitator is when it comes to protesting and he even said, he goes, I used to protest. He goes, I, I was a protester out in, the, out, in the, out in the world. And he's like an agitator, like, like as an officer, you, you, once you've done it a while, you can go to a protest. You can see the people that are there peacefully protesting. And then you can see the people in the crowd that are just there to agitate and escalate. And he, ah. he said, and I was like, oh, okay. And it kind of like disarmed me. And I was like, okay, all right. And, and and then it made me really think of things. I was like, okay, because, you know, everybody in the world goes, oh, these protesters are out there just rioting and smashing shit up. And that, that's not the case. No. You know, it, but there are people out there doing that. And, you know, to say that those are the protesters, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's some. But, I mean, here I, I sat and thought about it and I said, you know, now after a week, uh, there's so many people who peacefully protested. I feel like there was a bunch of people who were agitators 
who wanted to escalate and they wanted to make the news and they wanted, you know, my thing was, is you're going to loot downtown. What the fuck are you going to get downtown? You know, what are you going to loot and steal downtown? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy John's, you got in there and you stole some of the, the deli meat and the, the chips, you know, <laughs> there's no like good store. We don't have a department yeah. store. You know? Yeah. You're going to end up with, uh, you're going to end up with some mem- memorabilia from the Holocaust Memorial. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean the one the two places that like I mean, you could have smashed in like sister and stole booze. Uh they didn't get the liquor store, thank God. I mean, and then they got, you know, they didn't hit Launchpad. Um weird. Man, and then all the uh, another like kind of layer to this for Albuquerque, anyways. Our downtown, because it's not like uh, a like you can't curbside downtown as well. Right. Like you can't curbside Anodyne, you know. And so you have these places that uh, that had been having a hard time after COVID nineteen, and they're just now starting to like figure out how maybe they're going to start reopening. Yeah. And then now you said it's like a, a zombie movie; everything's boarded up down there, and yeah. it's just like. Whoa. Well, and and did you hear did you hear about the boarding thing? I don't know how to feel about this. So the city uh, told the local businesses they had to board their windows up. If they did not, then the city would do it for them and then charge them. And if they didn't pay, they would put a lien on their business. What the hell? Yeah. And that that if someone's like, oh, you're making that up. I got that from local. If you don't think I know the local business owners downtown, you're out of your fucking mind. I got that from them. And, and it, it, you know, I, I guess I don't really know the, the, the purpose of that. I mean, I guess it's one of those things where they're like, you know, don't give them don't give the people a you know, reason to smash up your shit, I guess. But I don't know. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to. And then, Ray, you, you went out and did a couple of the, like the protests, right? Yeah. Well, we went to the vigil of most recently on Friday. Yeah. And uh, that was for uh, Brianna Taylor. Okay. And I'm not sure if you guys have you know heard that oh, story, yeah. oh, but yeah. uh, it was her birthday Friday, and um, everything was you know again just everybody assembled appropriately. Mm-hmm. I everybody was in masks. Um, they they were telling their stories. They were telling her story, and uh, you know a lot of people were were just giving their messages, and then they were organizing a walk afterwards and. Again, uh, there's a lot of messages of people saying, don't trash things. There's a lot yeah. of messages of saying, like, trash whatever you need to to get the message across. And, you know, the biggest thing I took away from it is that, like, I'm not necessarily the person, like, that this fight is, like, for, but they need, like, our help. And, like, they need us to, like, speak up with them, yeah. like, because – you know, I, I don't, I can't say that I know what they're, what they're fighting for. Cause I've never been in that situation, but you know, hearing their stories and knowing that if like, I'm not there, like speaking with them, like, how is it ever going to be heard? And that's, that was like the nice message that, that I was able to take from that. And I loved hearing that. And it seemed like there was tons of people, there's hundreds and hundreds of people there yeah. that felt the same way. And, right. and that's also great to see. Yeah. You know, and then the fact that like you are starting to see, I mean, it's not, it's not a hundred percent what you want, but you're starting to see change. I mean, you are, um, it's, it's kind of crazy now. I, I saw, was it Mitt Romney is, is now, uh, protesting in, uh, DC. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. 
Well, and our current president refuses to address things appropriately. So Obama like came out and did like a big speech. It's like, geez, if our former president has to like say something that's going to try to, uh, you know, ease some tension because man, our current one is uh, really stirring the pot. And I think that it's uh, like he's stoking fires. Like he wants people to feel angry, you know, and people are, and they have a good reason to be, I mean, you know, and there's so much propaganda out there. It's so hard to like wade through everything. And uh, you know, all I gotta say is, if you get your news from YouTube, then maybe you need to rethink shit. You know? Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, it was scary, and I mean, it's still going on. And I mean, you know. Yeah, it, and I mean, I think that uh, I follow the BLM ABQ uh, Instagram. Yeah. Uh, they post a, a lot of their their things for their official uh, for their official functions. So anyone who is wanting to go to an event but they're a little nervous that it's going to, you know, turn into something, something a little scary. I mean, a, it, that shouldn't be enough to keep you from helping. But if that is the case, the BLM, the official BLM events have been like super peaceful and meaningful. And uh, so that's a good way to kind of keep up. And they're asking for donations. The PA system that they were using uh, at the vigil um, wasn't even like nearly loud enough to reach the amount of people there. And, um, they're trying to raise money so they can continue to to hold these events and 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 do stuff. So they got a lot of work there. So anyone that can help them out, I think, is is really great yeah. too. Yeah. Um, we just hope that you know that the mayor of Albuquerque listens, like he said. <laughs> I heard he showed up and he uh, and he and he had a big speech and he said he was listening. And then he then after he got done talking, he left and didn't listen to anybody else. So I heard. Well, I know that uh, he's been staying fairly active, yeah. um, especially there was a new campaign that called uh, uh, mayors out directly at, uh, called Eight Can't Wait. Yeah. And it's a campaign about uh, like things that can be done immediately to try to de-escalate situations with the police department. And it's like eight different criteria that uh, that police need to be held accountable for and stop doing immediately. And I was surprised that whenever the campaign started, that six out of eight of them we'd already implemented here in Albuquerque. Oh, wow, that's pretty good. And there's only two left. And uh, after about two days of that campaign, because you can actually click on Albuquerque and it'll give you Tim Keller's information so you could message yeah. him like directly like to to make this change and he addressed that like pretty quickly as well well i mean you know albuquerque kind of has has i mean <laughs> yeah. i don't really want to sit here and like bring up every all the fucked up shit that uh you know the pd apd has done here you know right um, yeah i mean i think it's great that tim keller is seeming like he's involved uh yeah. But I mean, from everything I've heard from a lot of my friends that are, you know, involved in a lot of things, he shows up for what seems like a photo op. So I'm not surprised that he would, you know, do something that's a very public campaign. I think that campaign is great because it does kind of force mayors to do something because it's so public if they don't do it. (laughs) But I am not impressed with Tim Keller, to be honest. Yeah, we'll see. I mean. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to know. You know, I mean, he you yeah. know he is visible. You know what's actually happening. You know, you don't get to see it till later. But I don't yeah. know. It, it, it was it's you know it's a, it's a weird one. I mean, this it's not bad enough. We have a fucking pandemic going on, but then now you you know <laughs> you're you know the world's on fire pretty much now. And I mean, yeah. and it and it needs to be. 
it's just you know you wish you were you wish like like that the, that they were two separate things like you didn't have these people out like just in large groups with like this pandemic going on it's yeah. kind of it's kind of scary yeah. at the same time you know but I know that's the first thing I thought of whenever he said that uh, Dex had strep throat, and I was like, "Ooh, I hope yeah. it is strep throat." Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you wish strep throat on someone? That's awful. Well, yeah, over the COVID, <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, switching gears, now, we had another we had another big story out of New Mexico this this week. I don't know if you guys saw this. Do you guys who know who Forrest Finn is? No. So he is the guy that lives in Santa Fe that buried the treasure and and wrote the poem. And like, you know, he, he challenged people to find the treasure. It was Mm -hmm. like 10 years ago. Well, someone, a handful of people died, didn't they? Yeah. Someone, someone found it. Really? Yes. Uh, this is from, uh, the Santa Fe, New Mexican, uh, dot com. Forrest Finn confirms his treasure has been found. Uh, Forrest, and I'm, I'm reading from this article. This is uh, who wrote this. Let's see. Does it tell me who? Daniel Prokop. Uh, is that right? Prokop? Sure. Uh, Forrest Finn said the chase is over and claims his treasure has been found. Uh, it's true, he said in a phone call Sunday, adding that the finder of his chest located his valuable goods in the wilderness a few days ago. If, wow. if that guy wants to triple, like quadruple his money, he uh-huh. needs to sell his story rights well, like right now. That's where we're getting to. The guy yeah. who found it does not want his name mentioned. He's from back east, he said, adding that it was confirmed from a photograph that the man sent. Uh, Finn, an 89-year-old Vietnam War veteran, author and artifacts dealer, said he hid a chest full of goods in the Rocky Mountains in 2010. He told the New Mexican last year an estimated 350,000 people have gone on the hunt. Many of them quit their jobs to do so, and some died in the search. It was like like three or four people who died. Yeah. yeah. And uh, saying he wanted others to take part in an old-fashioned adventure. He published Clues Online and in a 24-line poem published in his autobiography, The Thrill of the Chase. Uh, in 2017, he told the New Mexican the chest weighs 20 pounds and its contents weighed another 22 pounds. Um, he was able to deliver the chest to its hiding place over two separate trips by himself. Uh, and then they asked him like how he felt about um, you know, all this being over. And he said, I don't know. I feel halfway kind of glad, halfway kind of sad because the chase is over. Now, right. For me, it's like, man, I would have been pretty upset that I did something and people got killed doing it. Right, yeah, but like I don't know, it, I, I he didn't do anything, and that's the hard thing with these lawsuits that people put against him is oh, really? how yeah. much of, is it his fault that they died, and like you know, right? Because I mean, you know, I didn't know there was lawsuits against him. Really, there was, yeah. There's a lot of lawsuits where people were saying there was a hoax and that oh. people out there dying uh, for something that didn't exist, and if that was the case, yeah. then. Um, th- that he would be liable for it, but how do you prove it without giving away the location? Yeah, someone's calling right. that name Grave Robber. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, yeah, people didn't think it was real. So you're right. Like, they could completely make a movie out of this now. Right. Yeah. You know? I mean, 10 years. Like, I thought, I was like, you know, 
it would be fucked up because these people that would they were like going out and they were like searching and searching and searching and searching, and then you know dying. What if someone like the guy that found it just like tripped over it? Like oh, <laughs> you know, out flying right. his, out flying his drone, he trips over it. I know, and the guy you said he was in his late eighties or yeah. the early eighties. Like this no. guy could have just died at any given time, and 89. then you never know. It could have just yeah. been lost to folktale. Yeah, eighty nine years old. I think that, in my opinion, Ray, I think that's what he wanted. You know what I mean? He wanted it like I think he wanted like it not to be found, and then you know it's like this, you know, Looney's like urban legend. Yeah. Have you ever well, watched? Find it. Yeah. Just go rebury it somewhere. <laughs> right. Have Leave you seen note. like there's the there's some on the History Channel. I'm sorry, the History Channel. There's a yeah. a show where they like I can't remember the name of it. Someone will have it in the chat. Where they, there's this island and it's like supposed to be cursed and there's a treasure buried on it and several people have died and it like throughout history trying to get that treasure. It's like it's not like from the last like hundred years. It's like you know multiple like hundreds of years. The people have tried to get this treasure, Oak Island, the curse of Oak Island, and it's pretty trippy because like they find like they've been doing like several seasons of this show and they've started to finally pull out like artifacts, and it's like wow. fr- and it's from like the um, uh, Knights Templar. <laughs> it's like yeah. holy shit, and I think he, for him he wanted like that kind of like you know, this is well, it. You know, this to be another History Channel show. Yeah. Well, I said Oak Island. I didn't say Long Island. Someone just said Long Island. I, I said Oak Island. I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. You ever watch those shows? I can. I. I I'll like say shit about them, and then I'll watch the hell out of them. You know? I can binge some History Channel stuff. Yeah. yeah like I. Uh, Insane. I got stuck on the. Um, Catching the Zodiac Killer. No. Oh, I love that one too. And and I'm just like pissed because like they're not going to do another season. I guess there's a podcast for it. And I'm just like, dude, this was oh. so riveting. You know, lame. it was so good. What'd you say, James? I said lame. Why? Oh, that they're not doing another season. Yeah. Oh, and like the thing is, is people are like, well, they didn't catch him or figure it out. And I go, no, but they figured out. Like the one thing that they did do is they did solve some of the, like, I don't know if you guys know much about the Zodiac Killer, but he has these, like, ciphers yeah. that he would send. And there was, like, a yeah. couple of them that they, like, had no idea what they what they said. And one of the big ones, they cracked it. And then the other thing that they figured out on the show is they, they, they found new murders that, that they didn't previously know were done by him. And now they've yeah. got those now lumped into his murders, you know? I'm actually kind of obsessed with the Zodiac Killer and following the investigation of it. So I'm really sad they're not doing yeah. another season Well, because it's a very interesting case. Yeah. And it, and it was one of those things where, like, watching that show, I was like, oh, so the best way to be a serial killer is just kill people in different states? Because, like, his thing was is he killed people in, like, different states. And so, therefore um, – it wasn't like under jurisdiction of just one law enforcement. And then the FBI was also involved and like, none of them would work together because mm-hmm. of just ego and bullshit. And, you know, and I was sitting there like, what? that's so fucked up. And then now this show comes out and like, you know, the people who were involved are like, you know, it's past them cause they're retired or whatever the fuck. 
And the new like FBI people are like, I wouldn't give here, here's all the shit. I don't care. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was just like, whoa. Maybe he was a trucker, right? Could have been. <laughs> yeah. but he was- I mean, there's a theory. There is a guy. So, like, I follow a group that has theories for the Zodiac Killer. And one of them mm-hmm. is that he worked with two other people and that those are other famous serial killers that they haven't figured out yet either. Right. Uh, so, well, it's interesting. Um. The cr- he was just a fucking asshole too, like it wasn't like oh, yeah. he wasn't like Son of Creep. Sam where he would just like walk up and shoot someone in a car. I mean he did do that, but he had also send like the police like there was one po- at one point yeah. But he would like he, sometimes he would go, uh, and you know like he he told him like he knew where this school bus drove every day, and he's like I'm yeah. gonna plant a bomb and I'm gonna blow that school bus up and kill all the kids, and you're like, whoa dude. That, yeah, that's a little more than the serial killer. I mean, that's a little more. That's like terrorism at that point, you know. He's yeah. like a sociopath. For oh sure. yeah. Hey, so, hey, hey. James, James is offended that. by that. He's you know he's offended. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Psychopath. Sociopath's a bad name. Yeah, don't don't be smearing his people. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Tolerance. Sorry. I just don't feel guilt. I don't try to hurt people. Right. He just doesn't feel guilt. I call these earrings. She has really Game Boy earrings in. Oh, thanks. They're by Two Stone Betty's, of course. Little Game Boys. I actually saw a hitchhiker the other day, and I was thinking who in the world would pick him up. But I'm sure C. Thomas Howell would remember that scary movie, The Hitcher. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I never saw the remake, but yeah, that, when I was a kid, that was, what was his name? Rudger Hauer? You know, the mm-hmm. guy from Blade Runner? He was like the killer in that movie, and he, ah, oh, man. Um, have, have any of you guys ever picked up a hitchhiker? I don't no. think so, no. I watch way too many horror movies yeah. to do so. Have you, Ray? Uh, well, I did, yeah. We picked one up on a wrestling trip one time just to, make the, to make the road trip a little more exciting. Mm-hmm. How was yeah. it? So, um, so we're driving to Arizona for a wrestling show uh, where – talking we're just like you know talking wrestling and stuff and we uh turn off to this truck stop and this guy has a sign that he is trying to get to like uh i don't know it was like an hour or two ahead of where we were at and i told my friend i was like hey we should pick that guy up he was like well if he's still there we'll pick him up so i was like okay i'm gonna hold him to this so we go inside there we uh, get back in the car and as we're pulling off he's still there and so he uh, has his big his big green bag. He has a sign, classic hitchhiker, like th- you'd see it anytime. So um, we ask him if uh, we jump in, we'll take him. And so uh, he throws his back in the back of the truck, and it's just like boom, like the the truck is like, we're like okay, cool. And so I'm in the back, and I'm like trying to find like any type of something. I was like, if this guy freaks out, I can like hit him over the head with something or whatever. But so I'm in the back, uh, the back seat. And then they're up in the front and we're, we're driving, we're, we're talking all kinds of stuff. Everything's going cool. It wasn't a big, it wasn't a big deal. And then, um, I'm looking back at his bag and it's just kind of, you know, big lumpy bag. And I said, Hey, what, what do you got back there? And he says, none of your fucking business. 
Oh my God! No, okay. chill. Okay, cool. Oh <laughs> so, no. so just scary everything. So I started taking pictures with my phone. I'm like selling people. I was like, "Hey, we picked up a hitchhiker," and they said, "No bullshit, you guys didn't pick up a hitchhiker." So then I'm like taking pictures of his bag, and then like we start to like smell like it just smells like rotten meat, and it's like, ooh, okay. Well, you know, I can't imagine a hitchhiker gets many showers. That's a, uh, you know, what was- what you get, but. So I thought we'd gotten over the point. And so I jokingly brought up the bag again. I was like, yeah, man, I'm sure it's hard lugging that bag around. I said, what do you, you know, what kind of stuff you got back there? And he just says, none of your fucking business. I was like, all right, so I guess I'm going to drop it uh, with the bag, the bag stuff. And uh, so then the, the driver is like, oh man, like, I think we fucked up. He's like giving me looks in the mirror. He's like, oh man. So uh, finally, like, uh, we're, we're starting to get up to another truck stop. We're like, yeah, man, uh, we got to probably get some gas or something. Uh, he's like, you know, maybe, maybe you could like, throw in on it. And he's like, okay, cool. So we pull off, he goes in and we took off and we left. And, uh, yeah, the, the, with everything, we're just like, oh, we're out of here. So we took off. Yeah. You guys definitely picked up a murderer. That was for <laughs> sure a body in that bag. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it would with the, the bag in the back of the truck and everything. Yeah. It's just as scary hitchhiking. Who knows what kind of psycho is going to pick you up? Yeah. How many times have I can get back here from freaking Santa Fe because the buses or the freaking rail runners not running anymore? <laughs> yeah. I'm all, well, this is it. This psycho is going to fucking rape me on the side of the road. Hi, yeah. sir. Are you going towards Albuquerque? Yeah. You guys are giving me anxiety right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. I mean, we, we were able to take off with the bag at least. Did you open the bag? Yeah. What was in it? None, None of your, your fucking, fucking business, business, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> I was so waiting on that. Ray, I was like, I was like, I'm just gonna let Ray go. We're gonna do this. I'm gonna fucking let Ray go and just let it go. Did you know I knew what you were doing, Ray? You know that one, Chris? I do. Okay, so now here's the true story of the hitchhiker. Yeah. We tell that joke all the time yeah. on the road. Yeah. If we have somebody new in the car with us, we'll tell this story about the time we picked up the hitchhiker, <laughs> and we'll drag this out with like long details. We make yeah. this story last a long time. <laughs> Well, we had been doing this for years, and so whenever we saw the actual hitchhiker guy from the story we'd always tell, we I told my friend, it's like, let's pick him up and take him where he's going, and we'll tell everybody that we that we picked up a hitchhiker. So we picked him up, and I'm, like, sending pictures to everybody and telling them we picked up a hitchhiker and because then nobody believed us. So we told that story to the hitchhiker, and <laughs> while, uh, while we're driving – and uh, whenever we get to the part where we say we ditched the guy, he just goes, oh, man, that's crazy. You got to be careful who you pick up out there. And we're just like, oh, shit. Now he just thinks we're assholes. Yeah. So then we're like, uh, yeah, we uh, it was we took the bag, too. And then he's like, oh, yeah. And he starts telling a different story. We're like, fuck, how do we get him back to the like yeah. to the punchline? And then uh, finally, we're like, yeah. It was crazy what was in the bag. He's like, oh, you took his bag? What was in it? And we, we told him. So None of your fucking Apparently, business. he was a professional hobo. He went by the name Tan Man. And oh. I guess there's, like, a, a convention in Ohio, and they all, like, meet up. And, like, there's this whole, like, subgroup of, like, hitchhikers. Yeah. And um, he was a pretty pretty cool guy. I'll uh, 
see if I could hunt down the picture that we took with him. But we really did pick up a hitchhiker. He was super cool, super, super chill. But we did tell him the hitchhiker story. And it was you like, rat, you had me going. I thought you. First <laughs> I was like, I was like, is Smiley gonna say it or is Holly gonna say it? <laughs> you know. Well, I, you know, I love murder and true crime yeah. and stuff. So yeah. of course I was gonna ask. Uh, Ray, I'll have to teach you. I have I have about four of those stories, like yeah. like those. I'll have to teach them to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all pretty good. What's that? I was freaked out because I actually hitchhiked. I was like, man, you stole his bag? Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 No. Fishing about his bag? You were a monster. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, we used to do that one to people in college. Yeah. But yeah, there, I have a couple more. I don't know if I have four. I have like probably three of those. One of them's that. So yeah, I'll teach you a couple. They're, they're, they're fun. If you, you probably have a couple more. I don't know. Uh, and, and they'll pop up in the weirdest situations, and then I'll be like, and get people, and they're just like, "You motherfucker!" Yeah. And, and I, you know what? I've never had that not work though. Yeah, that one. That <laughs> it's a, weird. It's a, a good, good story, uh, and now people are going to do that from this show. That's funny, but like, I don't know. Like, this guy's like eighty-nine years old, and he's just like, "Yeah, I did this fun thing. Some people died, but oh well." You know. <laughs> I wonder how many people's lives were ruined because they like quit their job as like right, the, you know. To go but also, search. a million dollars doesn't seem like enough money for me to like dedicate my life to it. Yeah, how much? But was I guess it? like dedicate six months to trying to find a million dollars is, mm -hmm. I guess, a payoff. You know? Yeah, but how many people? If you find it, here's a here's a better question: How many of those three hundred and fifty thousand people went a little crazy? You know, probably a lot of them. Yeah, and now, oh, you know, the other thing too is how many of those people are fucking pissed? You know. Right. They're like all of them. I spent I spent a long time. Lost my wife, lost my kids. They're all where was it? And are you relieved that somebody found it? Or does it is that like the final straw that makes yeah. you lose it? You're like, it was there all the time. Right. Well then, you know, the, like yeah. So I guess now well then you were saying there's lawsuits. I mean, maybe maybe that's mm -hmm. the thing. He's like, shit, maybe I should uh <laughs> you know, make this a real thing. Drop a couple more hints. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of nuts. I'm kind of anxious to see because everybody's like, this can't be the end of it. Because, like, the guy's like, I don't want you to say who I am. It's like, eh. <laughs> yeah, some people are saying they're probably alcoholics now. And, like, how do you claim, like, do you claim that on your taxes or not? Like, you're, do you have to <laughs> yeah. file treasure with the. Does he send a W? Yeah, does he send, like, the, what, the W2 <laughs> in January? How does that work? Right. Well, uh, yeah. You claim it with like uh, you, you claim it with like uh, gambling wins. Oh, like uh, a gift. I definitely say it was gambling. Uh, I, I know exactly which form you, you claim it on. Yeah, you have to get an appraisal form, and uh, you have to claim it on um, uh, with the same form as gambling wins. Interesting. Crazy. And who values it? Like, I mean, I imagine this was in dollars, but like, what if it was gold? How right. do you even get that? You would have to get it appraised by like a, a special appraiser person, I would assume. That's what their sign says out front. Yeah. Special, special appraiser, appraiser person. <laughs> yeah. It's a technical term. Oh, wow. Somebody's like saying that they think he probably gets to, to claim a tax loss now. He might. Uh, just so you guys know, I found the photo. This is m me with a uh, tan man. 
Oh, nice. Oh, look yeah. at him. What is that? A glove? <laughs> what is he holding? Gloves or what? Oh uh, yeah, he, that was his gloves he was wearing. He has like the big duffel bag, and uh, but yeah, he uh, that that's on my Instagram if nice. you dig deep enough. Yeah, your hair's all short. There, well, I guess it's short I know, now. Look at you. Uh, I found that. So I I'm, I looked up the if if you guys don't know much about Oak Island, the Oak Island stuff. Here's the Wikipedia um, entry about the mystery. Uh, Oak Island has been a subject for treasure hunters ever since the late 1700s, with rumors that Captain Kidd's treasure was buried there. Uh, while there's little evidence to support that, support what went on during the early excavations, stories began to be published and documented as early as 1856. Uh, since that time, there have been many theories that extend beyond that of Captain Kidd, which include, among other religious artifacts, manuscripts, and Marie Antoinette's jewels. Uh, the treasure has also been prone to criticism by those who have dismissed search areas as natural phenomena. Uh, areas of interest on the island with regard to treasure hunters include a location known as the Money Pit, which is allegedly the original searcher spot. Uh, there's also a formation of boulders called Nolan's Cross, named after a former treasure hunter with a theory on it, and a triangle-shaped swamp. Uh, Lastly, there's been searcher activity on the beach at a place called Smith's Cove. Uh, very, uh, various objects, including non-native coconut fiber, have been found there, which seems like okay. That could have just washed up there, right? Right. Uh, okay, the, here's the big one. Uh, more recent archaeological discoveries in the Smith's Cove area included an allegedly pre-15th century lead cross and various wooden earthwork works. Um, but the thing is, is like as they're searching on this show, uh, they keep hitting like uh, booby traps. Yeah. You know? Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like it's definitely like, uh, you know, set up. Like someone was like, that's why like it, it, people keep. Uh, what, what kind of booby traps are we talking? Like full blown Indiana Jones booby traps. Some, yeah, and then some of them are water. Like if you if you mess up and it'll the water will go down and destroy whatever. I don't know. I I've only watched a little bit of it, but it's kind of you know yeah. if you're into that kind of shit, you know. And if the crazy thing to me is I've only watched like two episodes, and these dudes that are like doing this are just sinking millions of dollars. Into like finding this train. I'm like, why don't you just get the millions of dollars and live off that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. If it takes you millions of dollars, because like they have big excavation equipment, like massive excavation equipment. It's like okay, I don't. I'm just, I, I, prestige. I, it's got to be that, right? It's like the fame. It's like the being in the history books. It's the thrill of the hunt. Being on yeah, the history the channel, hunt. you know. It's like. Huh. I mean, how much does the History Channel pay? You know? Yeah, well, I mean, this guy that, that or this person, I guess we don't know their gender, but this yeah. person that found this treasure. Oh, no, it's a man. not having their identity, uh, yeah. their identity shared. Yeah. I really think that you could sell that those story rights for mm-hmm. at least three million, if not more. Oh, yeah. To yeah. It. Easy. And, like, that's, I think, the, the biggest treasure of it all. <laughs> right. Right. You know, I mean, the History Channel has 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 a uh, Finding Hitler. <laughs> Have you watched any yeah. of that? Oh, it's pretty yeah. interesting. It I is interesting. Started watching The Hunters on uh, Prime. I don't know if you guys have heard anything about that or caught uh-uh. that. No, but it's uh, it's based in the seventies, and it's about like this group of like Jewish 
people and like allies. Oh that yeah. Have, like, oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Hunters, they're trying to find uh, Nazis that mm-hmm. escape, and it is fiction. But it's like rooted in in like theory yeah. that that well, some a of lot of the characters are based on real people. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so, uh, it's it's tough to watch. It's yeah. uh it's a little like cheeky and it's a little dark comedy sometimes. But whenever they're like really getting into like some of the awful things that happen at these camps and they're like creating new depictions of like these things people did, it's like ugh, this is gross. That like it's fiction. But stuff like this was all like was happening there for real. If not, like there's already worse things happening, right. and uh, it's heavy well, sometimes. The crazy thing about the finding Hitler, that like they're they're trying to prove that like Hitler didn't die in mm-hmm. uh, in you know in Germany, and you know whatever. It's kind of it's kind of nuts being a history you know a history person. But the thing that like is kind of crazy about it is they go down to like Argentina, and they found like a, a, a Nazi base that they yeah. had they had started in Argentina and you know and then at one point like it, and then and it, it was a base like a little base and they were going to try to like start a, a nuclear you know like uh, program and at one point the local like Argentine uh, governors like ran them up into the mountains and then they kind of turned into like this cult just you know super interesting like you're like holy shit really you know, because they, you know, they fled to Argentina, and like one of the things they proved is that like the, his pilot that they thought had died on the battlefield in Germany had not, and he had made it to Argentina. Wow! They proved that. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. I mean, yeah. So I don't know. Some of that shit is like ridiculous, but it's also kind of like you're like you get wound up in it. And you're like, ah, motherfucker. Yeah. All right, I guess I gotta watch the next one. Yeah. Did you guys watch that Netflix thing about the the guy who was working at the Ford factory who ended up, they believed that he was a SS officer, like a really, really horrible yeah. SS officer that was just living as an immigrant? That happened a lot, actually. Um, I can't remember who it was, but like he claimed that like he wasn't. And I was watching this docuseries and I, I was almost convinced he wasn't. Until the very end, and then you're like, "Oh, Oops. gee, whoops!" The length at which these people would have to go to to hide is unbelievable. Oh yeah, yeah, but also the ability to do so was a lot easier back then. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. like there's a lot of people that didn't have birth certificates yeah. or social security numbers or nothing. You just yeah. said who you were, and I mean, you get an ID. <laughs> like, um, yeah. So yeah, so we kind of have come to the end of the uh, first hour. Um, so I want to see what you guys have to promote coming up. Who wants to go first? Go ahead, Holly. Uh, I just have my Instagram, which is Holly Bird Comedy. I also have a TikTok and a Twitter. Um, and keep an eye out soon for uh, the the Monday night open mic coming back, hopefully. Oh, have you talked to him? Soon. So just uh, follow me on Instagram because that will probably be the first place I post it. Yeah. Have you talked uh, to him right? about it or no? Have I? Yes. Oh, nice. We have talked, so we'll yeah. see. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna. I have a question to ask you about it, but I'll tease that for the second hour. Okay. Uh, who? Ray, you want to go next? 
Yeah, so um, you can follow me on pretty much any social media platform except for Facebook. Especially now, I'm very happy to be off of that platform. Yes. It's uh, I don't know a why place, but I can't uh, understand. <laughs> um, you know, be- before we in- you know end the uh, the hour, I do want to make sure to tell people that even if you're not out there walking, even if you're not out there, uh, you know, spreading the word, there's a lot of ways that you can help. Uh, on my Instagram, I have a link tree uh, linked in my bio that shows all the different places you can donate. There's all kinds of change.org's petitions that you can sign. If that costs you no money, um, you can just go on there, sign petitions, and, and help uh, you know spread help spread you know some good out there. And if you have the money to give, donate where you can. Uh, there's a lot of great organizations that are doing a lot of things, but also try to do your research to make sure that you're uh, giving money to reputable uh, organizations oh, yeah, and yeah. Um, these these fake ones that have been going around. But yeah, we'll again, see. I have a link tree in my bio uh, on Instagram at Ray Basuda. Uh, all of the ones in there are verified places that you can you can give to. But again, uh, you know. Another thing that you can do that costs you no money is is make sure to speak up uh, whenever things are uh, not uh, whenever bad things are being said. Speak up, and it's really hard to do it whenever it's your family. It's really hard to do it whenever it's your elders. But uh, now is the time to not let that stuff slide. And and before where people were really casual, especially coming from a small town uh, where people are casual about the things they say, uh, start to check them. You know, it's not okay to say those things, and uh, it has to start now. But that's that's my thing to promote. Speak up for the people who can't. Yeah. Smiley. Um, yeah, as per usual, uh, you can uh, look for me on uh, NBC on uh, Midnight Texas, uh, second season, or on uh, Netflix. Uh, we're still doing uh, Daybreak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't heard any word on anything new coming up, but if you're out at the, uh, any of the protests in the uh, Albuquerque area, if you see me, uh, I will have medical supplies on me. If you need any help, I'll be there. Look at Smiley. He's a good person. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, we do our show live 6 to 8 p.m. on Sundays. Uh, you can go to Tendring. You can watch. You can literally watch on TendringMinimum.com. You can go to YouTube. If you've not followed us on YouTube or you're not subscribed to us on YouTube, go to YouTube, type in Tendring Minimum. And like Billy would say, smash that like and subscribe. Uh, you know, the more subscribers we get on YouTube, the better. Once you get to 100, you can make your own URL. Uh, so definitely go to that. I want to just kind of leave that there. Just promote just the YouTube channel. So, you know, that's why I like everybody's like, why don't you say with the link? Uh, just go to YouTube and type in 10 drink minimum. If you can't find yeah. it from there, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Um, but, uh, yeah. Other than that, we definitely drink when we do this show. You should as well. But always remember, never get too drunk to jerk. 10drinkminimum.com. See you guys about 7.10.
everybody this is 10 drink minimum let me add everybody back in i don't know why holly didn't want to come in but yeah welcome back everybody should be unmuted hello oh, so what was i gonna ask hi everyone mm. holly i remember what i was gonna ask you so when you come hello? back when you come back to do your open mic is it going to be in founders or an inside out um, so we haven't decided yet, but, and, uh, I don't know if Royal is ready to say anything, but, uh, we, Buck had commented on a status I pro posted and he said they're doing some really cool stuff to Inside Out. I know what it is. Um, so, <laughs> um... I think when we come back, it will probably be an inside out. Yeah. That's do you, what do you want to know what they're doing? Uh, they, they put some covering okay. up for when it rains. Yeah. And um, I don't know if it really will fit affect. I mean, it would still rain. It's those. It's yeah, like, it's I mean, like what marble has outside. The sunshade. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea yet. They haven't put them um, up yet, but yeah. <clears throat> But uh, so that's something that we're discussing okay. right now is what we want to do. And, yeah. um, you know, obviously we want to give everybody the best show possible. So we'll see yeah. what, do you guys, what we're going to do. Did you guys hear that uh, Rock and Brews is closing and not going to re or they're not going to reopen? I yeah. did hear that. I did not. Yeah. And I thought that was kind of a big one. It was kind of a shocker. They're not closing nationwide. They're just closing this one. Which makes hmm. me wonder if they just didn't uh, at at this one they didn't do very well at all. I mean, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting place. I mean, I it, went there a couple of times. Yeah. It was okay when they when they first opened. I wanted to hate it, and yeah. you know, because it's like I, first of all, I hate Kiss. I'm not a Kiss fan, and when I when I say you're like, oh, you mean you don't like them? No, no, I don't. I hate them. Like, uh, I think Gene Simmons is a narcissistic piece of shit. And he, 
uh, takes the spirit of music and just uses it for making shitloads of money, which I know that people out there are like, oh, yeah, well, rock, that's most rock stars. Okay, but, like, he takes it to a new fucking level. So whenever I found out, like, they were putting that in in Albuquerque, I was just like, blah, blah. And then, you know, of course, the phone rings, and they're like, hey, we heard about your show. We want you to come do your show at Rock and Brews. Oh yeah, never, never, never did a show there. But the Rock and Bruise people, le- they they treated Billy Smiley and I very well. <laughs> you know, like uh, there's a whole day, like a whole party story from one day that I could probably do in all by myself in one episode telling that story, where wow. Billy, where Billy, 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 I, and the and the the guy who who used to tra- – like he doesn't work for them anymore, but he would travel the country opening the Rock and Brews. He took me and, and Billy out on a day long – it was like from the movie The Other Guys where they go on their uh, their alcohol bender and it's just like yeah. one scene where it's like showing like it panning across and like someone's peeing on the, in, on the pool table and then someone's shooting mm-hmm. a gun. It was much like that. It, you know, it wasn't that crazy, but it was, you know, at one point – there was a scene where I was in uh, – we were in a strip club, and um, the stripper's grinding on me, and I take 51s and just throw them up in the air like I'm just like some wild, you know, bachelor party guy. And that was like, you know, ridiculous. My mom's like, oh, my God. <laughs> whoops. Whoops. Mom's there. But um, I wasn't there, Debbie. And then, I was and then James and I went on uh, – he like the guy, the same guy was like, "You got to go to the 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 balloon fiesta." I and was there for that one. I'm not such a big balloon fiesta guy because I don't like to get up early in the morning. And then when I get up early in the morning and I go out there and they don't fly, I get I get upset. Yeah. And and it really and then like one of the the first time I ever went, the balloonist people were like super rude to me. And anyway, he's like, "You got to go," and I was like, "Okay." So I took Smiley. And we went one afternoon, and then we ended up uh, doing shots in the back of the Hello Deli tent with the owner. Right? You remember that? I did. Well, no, no. The, the main thing was we're like, well, where are we supposed to go? Right. And then the demon picked us up. Oh in yeah. The golf cart. So so we 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 drive into the balloon fiesta, and uh, he gets on the phone, and people think I have clout. He, he gets on the phone. He's like, he's like, yeah, we're way out here. Come pick us up. He's like, I don't know, grab a golf cart and come pick us up. And and he gets off the phone. And I'm like, who are you talking to? And he's like, I'm talking to the guy that, that puts this whole thing on. And I'm like, oh, okay, sure shit. That dude comes rolling out in a golf cart and picks us up and dr- drives oh. us all over. And we stop oh. at like the Hello Deli tent. And- one of the dudes, check this out. This is my favorite part. That's how you know he has clout. Made one of the dudes get out of the cart and wait for another cart so that we had, they had room for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Cause he didn't realize we had as, so as many people. So then we end up me. like, so then we're like, we're at the balloon fiesta and they have like the, the Tecate, um, beer garden. And I thought that's where we were going. And that's like, you know, it's like a open beer garden where everybody's in there drinking and they're like, no, 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 we're going to the Tecate tent and you have to have special permission. And we're like, Oh, okay. So we, we go and literally there's like maybe 15 people in this tent. And it was just all the Tecate products you could drink for free. <laughs> you know? And I think there were some balloons or some shit. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. 
That's pretty handy. There's a patty you go to and like look yeah. at them. They give you a wristband that they yeah. never stamped. And then I just remember like we didn't have a ride back to our car. So one of the, the distributors, he calls over one of the distributors and we got in the back of that and we sat on kegs and they just drove us back to our car. Wow. And I was like, and I was like, well, if I can go to the balloon fiesta like this, I'm in, you know, <laughs> it was pretty dope. My very first balloon fiesta experience, I uh, was dating a girl whose mom, uh, like, I guess like ran the med tent or like the, like they have like a little, a portable they have set up over there, but she like was one of the lead people there. So we got to park an RV like on the grounds. Mm-hmm. I was able to stay the night like on the grounds and then like just wake up, like walk out like 20 feet and I'm already there. And then we had passes to go get breakfast at like one of those Tecate tents. Mm-hmm. So there's like, the pilot's area where we're like a full breakfast buffet. And then they had an open bar where you just go and order like, you know, Bloody Mary's there. It was pretty great. So we had mimosas breakfast buffet like i didn't have to like fight traffic and then whenever we were done like we went back to that little rv and we like slept in it for a couple hours oh, nice. we went. it was the best experience well for that. and, and that's the yeah. thing it's like when you get to like go like those events are, are are if you're just like going with the fam and you like get up early those things can be really fucking awful but like <laughs> when you have like the the VIP shit where you get to go or the other people don't get to go and you yeah. get the buffet and the, that shit is amazing. I mean, I, I that, you know, and it's funny cause like smiley and I completely look like we did not belong. Everyone else in there you could tell was just like, you know, super wealthy and I'm just like ignoring all of them. I don't give a shit. And I'm just like, I need uh, two more to cut. And you're only supposed to have been allowed three Tecates. They had like a little thing they were marking and this girl was just like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> She had no, yeah. And then they had a guy that was uh, a lookalike to the most interesting man in there. Oh, yeah. It's just, it was just ridiculous. But it was, it was, you know, what a super fun. Oh, it was, no, it was great. That guy had us, he's like, how about for a little while you guys have, uh, you guys take pictures with these guys from Tendrick Minimum? How about that? Yeah. And we're all. And so so I have these like pictures with a little old man that like was making his living off of looking like the most interesting man on the planet. The Dos Equis guy in the Tecate tent. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was, you're right. It was, sorry. It was, I said Tecate. It was the Dos Equis. I've been saying Tecate. It was the Dos Equis. Yeah. And that makes sense because they had the Doseritas, which is the worst product of all time. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Also, he forgot to mention we stopped on the way to the tent at three different places to get shots. <laughs> to do shots. And then by the end of it, I'm just like, uh, why didn't we just drink? And then afterwards, we went back to Rock and Brews and it just ate for free. So, yeah, like, so you know, that could be why Rock and Brews is probably closing down. I don't know. Could have been <laughs> us. Could have been us. I've never paid for food there. I, I have a special. I've only paid for food there once, and uh, I think I checked in, and the dude yelled at me, and uh, so yeah, sorry guys, shut it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. my bad. No, they. Were, I, I hated like I, it was one of those places where it just seemed like a very corporate like Applebee's vibe, but I just couldn't yeah. trash it because they were just so good. Like literally, the one day started by the guy. His name is Billy. Uh, not not our Billy, but a different one. He like he like hits me up and he goes, "Man, we have a whole bunch of these beers that we can't get rid of and we need to get them out so we can bring in the new product. So you want to just go and just start drinking them?" I'm like, 
uh, okay, yes. And he goes, and, he, and then he goes, if you do, I'll buy you lunch. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, who? Sorry, sorry, you have to come drink these beers with me. Let me buy you lunch as well. Yeah, yeah. I go, well, well, it's a inconvenience, but I guess I'll do it for you. Oh dang! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't really have any, anim- you know, animosity towards that restaurant. I'm kind of sad, you know. I have some good memories of it. Kind of shocked <laughs> it's closing, but you know. Our free ride is at an end. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of fun though. A lot of fun. A lot of good times. So how are you guys doing? Uh, during our break, I saw something quite interesting. Um, mm. I don't know if anyone follows the, the or is very familiar with the CrossFit community. Mm. But um, so mm. CrossFit uh, is a, I, I kind of like a brand. Like there's a like yeah. to be able to call yourself a CrossFit. Gym, oh, I didn't know that. You, you yeah. to pay the memberships. And, and uh, the CEO uh, tweeted a racist tweet this weekend. Um uh, and Reebok pulled their sponsorship, oh. and now hundreds of CrossFit gyms across the country are pulling their affiliations, including uh, Sandia CrossFit, which was the gym I just started going to before COVID nineteen started. And um, they, I was like on Instagram, and they like posted this huge thing, like condemning uh, the CEO and talking about how they have they want no part of it whatsoever. So they are no longer paying like for the affiliation. Can you and tell? Just, can like, you can you read the tweet? Yeah. Okay. I mean, uh, well, it's not like it, it, it's it's bad, but that's like mm-hmm. the worst thing about it is I bet this guy thought that he was so clever because the Institute of uh, the Institute for Health Matrix and, and Evaluation posted a thing saying racism is a public health issue, and he tweeted back saying it's Floyd nineteen, as in like COVID nineteen. Oh shit. And again, for that short little like thoughtless tweet that he put, like something yeah. like so insensitive, he is going to lose millions. <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah, and, and so, because it just shows like where, like the type of person he is and like where he stands on it. And but still, it's like that's a big thing for gyms across like the world. Like yeah. that's a huge, huge thing. Yeah, because CrossFit was a whole. Mm-hmm. It's not just CrossFit. It's a lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. if you've ever known right. anybody who does it. Yeah. Well, huh? It's cult-like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, like the, it's, like the wow. new, it's like the new Bikram yoga. Do you know all about that <laughs> shit? Oh, did you watch the documentary about that? I didn't watch the documentary. ESPN did a four-hour podcast about it. Oh, and, and, I watched the documentary on Netflix and whoo. Yeah, it's like that Bikram yoga shit was huge, like in the 80s and 90s. I mean, it's still huge. And just how like creepy and, you know, rapey and a piece of shit Bikram, like, you know, Bikram is. It's amazing. And then like how like he would send uh, like um, like Bikram still happens. Yeah, absolutely. And the, the crazy thing, too, is I don't know if they do this in the documentary, but he had a guy. That was so. The big deal with Bikram yoga is they make they were the first hot yoga, you know. And so his big mm-hmm. thing was is you had to turn the temperature up to like a hundred and like nine or whatever whatever it is in Calcutta, because it's supposed uh-huh. to be the temperature it is in Calcutta. And yeah. so he if you if you just use a regular thermostat and you turn it up and it'll kick off. It won't go up that high. So yeah. people would jimmy it and then cause fires. So he hired yes. a guy. 
he hired a guy that was an electrician and he was going to go around and install these like thermostats that were special that were going to let the people let the places you know have the temperature which which the guy did but then the guy was also a spy and if he oh. saw yeah and then if he saw like people not doing cuz like Bikram yoga is like 24 poses and you have to do them exactly in exact order. And he even would make the people memorize what he said. Like they would have to say the things that he said. So if you didn't do that and this dude like would come back and be like, yeah, this place in like, you know, Idaho falls is not doing that. He would be like, uh, rip the name off the front, you know, which the thing was is like his Bikram yoga's name on the front of his thing was like a license to print money. If you open that studio, you were gonna get you were gonna get students. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what I feel like the CrossFit name used to be until just now. And I and I I know that cro- CrossFitters CrossFitting has like mixed reactions oh, with yeah. a lot of different people. But I will say that I've been to a bunch of different CrossFit gyms, mm-hmm. and I've never been around a more supportive community of people. Yeah. So I mean that that was what's crazy because yeah. these workouts are fucking. Oh, yeah, like they're super, super hard, and these like these people working out there, they're like in it. These are like athletes, like big time athletes, yeah. and uh, and everybody there is just so positive and supportive yeah. and everything. It's 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 really cool. But I'm also really glad to hear that as a community, they're standing against mm-hmm. like Good. You know, the cross brand. Like we don't need that. Like, you should just step down. Yeah. Well, have you, ever, canceled. have you have you ever watched one of those competitions? Yeah, the CrossFit games are fucking crazy. Dude, I was watching. So here's the one. I don't know if this is what everyone. So the one I saw, like they start out like like it's a sprint, and they fire mm-hmm. the gun and they start sprinting. You know, like there's like eight eight people, and they're in yeah. they're in they have lanes and they're sprinting. And I don't know if it's a hundred yard dash or what, but it, every like twenty yards there was like a, a barbell with weights on it. They had to run up to it, lift it, drop it, and keep running. And it was like yeah. every 20 yards. And then when they got to the end, the finish line was uh, an elevated box. And they had to run up, jump up on it. And yeah. I was like, man, people could get fucked up so bad doing this. <laughs> yeah, you can really hurt yourself if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. That stuff is crazy. Yeah. I was like, you have uh, to run up. Memorial Day, they do a really popular uh, workout uh, called Murph. And I, I've done it a couple times. I did not do it this year, I will admit. But okay. uh, Murph is freaking, I think it's a, a mile run. And then it's like 100, 200, 300. Uh, hold on, I'm pulling it up now. So it's a mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then a mile run again Jesus. to like wrap it up. Yeah. I would die. That's what would happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's crazy, man. But I'm so glad to hear that. A hundred pull-ups? Yeah, it says a hundred pull-ups, two hundred push-ups, three hundred squats, and then it's also capped on both sides with a mile run. That that uh, made me almost throw up. Just <laughs> like that little girl. I'm yeah. like half. I can do mile run. Fifty is like the best I've ever done in pull-ups, ever. <laughs> Smiley, you weigh like 98 pounds, so I don't right. know how that's possible. Oh, well, no, no, no. Thanks to this, mm-hmm. I'm up to 170. I feel like if Smiley was doing a pull-up and the wind got too heavy, it might make him like a flag. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <It's> all... <laughs> that's just how I feel. I've gained 10 pounds. I'm up to 170 now. 
You're bulking up. He's bulking up. Getting swole. Have you been lifting? Oh, speaking of documentaries, uh-huh. did any of you guys watch the Epstein thing? I haven't. Yet. I haven't. I don't know. I watched. You did? Yeah. It's one of those things where I see it. I want to watch it, but I got to psych myself up to watch it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I will say this. I don't want to like give anything away, but it is really hard to watch. Uh, it's cringy, but I think it's so important yeah. to see how these things can get covered up yeah. oh, and yeah. how easy it is for somebody with money to use that money to cover things up. It was, it took us, I think, two nights to finish it. Yeah. Really? How long and is it? it Come on, huh? Debbie. How long is it? It's a docu-series, so I think it's oh. like six or seven episodes or Jeez something. Louise. Did you see but the... It, yeah, go ahead. It was intense and mind-blowing. And I, again, I think it's one of those things that it hit at just the right time where people are actually paying attention to it. Yeah. Um, but it it's intense. Interesting. Did you see the the quiet, quiet ending to Tiger King that happened this week that was kind of overshadowed by everything? Oh. No. Yes. Uh, I did. The, uh, the judge ruled like you know how uh, uh, Joe Exotic owed Carol uh, shitloads of money from that lawsuit. <laughs> they ruled that uh, she got his uh, zoo. So, what's his name? Uh, who's the Who's the creepy guy? Jeff or whatever. Yeah, he has like 120 days to get the fuck out, and then it's hers. Wow. And I think I read somewhere that she doesn't get the animals. Really? Unless they can't find somewhere to take them. Well, that's what she wants, though. She wants that gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but I see another season of Tiger King coming. Do you really? That and that Jeff guy, he really like. I was reading the article about it, and he's like, "I don't give a shit. I hate this place anyway." He's like, "It's a dump," yeah. and I'm just like, "He's such a piece of shit." He right. really is. Ugh. It's like, ugh. Some of and now people. he's got like a big spotlight where he's gonna feel like he's entitled to all this like attention. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, gross. No, I'll check that well, out. He- I've been wanting to watch it. Well, Jeff's been building a new zoo anyway, so it's not going to affect Jeff. But uh, I don't know. I'm interested to see how this all plays out. Yeah. Who would have who known after that movie with Matt Damon how, how bad it would have went? I yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> let's, all, let's all blame Matt Damon. What is that movie called? Let's build a zoo or whatever the fuck's called. Yeah, let's build a zoo. Hey, Matt Damon, let's not. <laughs> let's not buy a zoo. Okay? Yeah, or what? It's what is that movie called? It's like it's called Let's Buy a Zoo. I think <laughs> I love that movie though. It's really cute. <laughs> Who would have thought this is what the, the result? <laughs> yeah, uh, let me look that. Up. I don't. I, th- <laughs> I thought it was like Let's Build a Zoo or something. So Valeria and I have been having a lot of talks about like you know 
pets that are out of the norm. Like okay. not not too too far, but we were saying how much we'd like to have goats or chickens, things like yeah. that. Otters. I had those growing up, but one thing I will stand firm on is fuck ducks. Oof. Always. Really? Ducks yeah, are the way. So they're disgusting, dirty little birds. They are so gross. You dirty birds. Yeah. Dirty they're, birds. They're, they're, they're very cute. And I and I like like looking at them. I like baby ducks, but whenever they grow up, they're little rapist birds that shit in their water and they are disgusting. Don't That's sugar wow. Don't sugarcoat it, Ray. Tell us how you feel about them. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like how I really want a raccoon so bad. And yeah. Jason said that if I could figure out how to have one, mm-hmm. I could have one. Oh my god. That would be it. That would so. be a difficult pet because imagine how mischievous cats can be. And then if a cat was like three times as smart and had thumbs. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, I mean, I already have a small child, which I feel like is basically a cat with thumbs. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I feel like why not just mm-hmm. add another one? <laughs> and you're like, you got to figure out how to have one. Just have trash cans outside. They'll they'll find yeah, you. I had, I had a raccoon <laughs> growing up for like eight, uh, I don't know, maybe like eight months or so. We semi-rehabilitated it, but also were semi-bad pet owners and just fed it a bunch of shit food <laughs> and released it once it was in yeah, the Yeah, because they'll eat anything. Trash yeah, band, man. like a mixture of cat food and human food, so I know it was not nourished appropriately. Well, I mean, when you own one, what would you feed it? What right, the, I don't know, but we lived in Carlsbad, and who knows? There was def- it was definitely not a legal ownership, <laughs> and we would just like give it cat food to supplement its appetite, and then like whenever we were eating dinner, we just give it a little bit of greens a little bit of meat or whatever it was it's like, oh, yeah, fuck it. here you go like <laughs> some spam here you go that's some spam yeah <laughs> also it liked reese's pieces so we gave it a lot of reese's oh pieces i'm sure yeah that's so cute <laughs> yeah. uh, so how do you how do you feel ray about like otters though Can oh they're a little them? rapist too are they they're, yeah <laughs> don't, don't ruin otters for me man yeah i love looking at them they're cute but man they're vicious little creatures i saw this video this week of like a otter four-month-old otter that had never been in water and they gave it its first bath and it was like freaking out like it was like ah, ah. and then they put it in the water and it was like oh yeah and then it loved it you know i was like ah, are they what do you mean rapists like they just rape each other or what's going on oh there? yeah big time like pretty viciously too aren't dogs and cats also that way well yeah but i don't know <laughs> I, I don't know vulnerable in the water what do you what like you can't run away when you're in the water oh that's true you can't yeah, run away when you're in the water. i like rape hot takes on all these animals. I like, I like, <laughs> yeah. That should be the slogan for the movie. You can't run away <laughs> in the water. Yeah. I, so growing up, we had ducks. I had a ton of animals growing up. Yeah. Like I had everything, it I, seems like. But uh, we had ducks. And I would. it was like my job to go out there and feed and water them all the time. And they'd like shit in their little pools. And it was just like every oh. piece of water they had was just full of duck shit all the time. And it was they were just disgusting little Ray, creatures. Get up and clean the duck shit water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would say like whenever when I was growing up, I mean I grew up uh we had a farm at one point and um 
cattle were one thing; they were fine, but like chickens, they're boring. Yeah, uh, they, they, yeah, but like we had chickens, and chickens are fine. It's yeah. the motherfucking oh, yeah. rooster. I have chickens now. Oh, oh my god, dude! We had a fucking rooster. Like, if I'd go in the pen, he'd be like, nope, 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 nope. And he'd come up, and he'd, like, try to come up and try to peck my, like, leg. So then I'd yeah. be like, well, I'm going to kick you. And then he'd be like, oh, that's what we're doing. They'd be like, no, I'm really going to fuck you. Like, he would get pissed. Uh, I was so sorry. Oh. Come on, man. You got to hose them. You got to hose them first. Well, so we ended up, we ended up selling all of our chickens to a friend of mine and his family, right? So yeah. Bruce the Rooster, boom, my mom says it right there. So um, we end up selling them, and in like literally like the first two weeks, my friend's mom is out there, and he jumps on her back and claws the shit out of her. And my friend's dad oh my just God. went in the house, got the gun, came out, and shot the fuck out of him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dinner time. Didn't, didn't have no f- – he's like, all right, you know. He didn't play. Like, well, oh, yeah. We inherited two chickens and a turkey when we moved into this house. Yeah. And the turkey, the previous owners were like, oh, she's like a dog. You could just let her out in the yard and she's really nice. So probably the second weekend we live here, Danny's outside playing in the yard and we let the turkey out and the previous owners like that's uh <laughs> of course the they did and jason thought it was hilarious it hamster is. himself thought it was hilarious and just mm. let the turkey chase poor danny around the yard mm. so now danny will not does not want the turkey out uh she's not nice not like a dog well that's like these people who get who get like a goose it, like those those things are mean as a motherfucker, right? Okay. Yeah, and they're yeah. loud as shit. Honk, yes. honk. <laughs> and they hiss too. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Chris, and, have you played the Untitled Goose game? I have. Which? Oh, I have. It's fun. Yeah. And you what? play you play as a goose and you fuck with people. Yeah, you go and just terrorize <laughs> people. Yeah. Goose. Yeah. That's like the whole purpose of the game. Uh huh. I have it. Yeah. Yeah, you go honk at people, oh. you steal their stuff, you like break things, you trap them inside garages, like you do all like your whole job is just to go around terrorizing this little town as a goose. Wow. Yeah. You just play goose. Yeah. Well, you have like different um goals to meet and mm-hmm. yeah. You know, and Or they're they're terrifying larger cousin, the swan. Oof. Yeah, you... Well, like some of these things are like intricate. Like you have to like steal this kid's glasses or steal his like stuff and then like go hide it in the shop and yeah. make him pay the shop owner for his own stuff like yeah. it's like, wow. really- it's an interesting game it's kind of fun it's like a puzzle game but you're a goose yeah you know mm-hmm. yeah. yeah you're kind of a, you're just a dick is basically what you are <laughs> right. and, and then you have to be a dick in the right way to get like the goal met right much. yeah but um yeah they uh, you were talking about roosters we had roosters growing up as well. And the uh, rooster that we had was like, he just would attack me every single time I'd go out there. So I'm like seven yeah. years old going to go water the, water the pets. And I'm like, have a stick with me, like waiting for this rooster. 
and like it was like a daily thing and then like he would kick my ass pretty much daily too because he was quicker than me and uh like one day i thought that i was gonna get away with not being attacked and so i'm like trying to tie my shoe outside oh fuck, and i just yeah. hear these these feathers like fluffing behind me and i look uh-huh. over my shoulder and i just get clawed in the face and then, like, on top of it, then it does, like, this, like, moonwalk afterwards. It's like, oh, 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 oh. Like, yeah. I got you. Like, like yeah, like he's strutting. Like, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's yeah. Like, want some of this? Yeah. Right. It's weird. Yeah. Like, that is exactly how they are. And it's like, you know, like, they talk about cockfighting. Well, here, here's what's crazy. is like, the one thing, like, growing up on a farm is, like, everyone automatically, like, like, not everyone. But, like, when I talk to people and they have, they're from the city and they don't know shit. They'll see cattle and they'll see one with horns and they'll be all, well, that's the boy. Horns don't make a boy. Horns don't. It's called balls. Balls make a boy. Yeah. Uh, so that one always threw me off. But like you would have cattle, you know, you can only have, and, and this is the other thing too. So when, when, I don't know if you guys know much about cattle, but when you, when they reach uh, the yearling age, which is one year, you have to, uh, decide for the males whether they're going to be a steer or a bull yeah and you know you definitely have to look at the genetics of them i i was you know never that person that was my father or my grandfather but you you know as a steer you cut their nuts off and then they you know they they don't ever get the testosterone and they're lazy and they just eat and don't really exercise and then that's why you have the beef that you eat yeah. Now you choose one and you go. That's a bull. You can't have more than one bull with the with the group. If you do, they'll just kill each other. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like just really weird how nature is. They'll just fight until one is dead. And yes. If if there, but if there's like a, you know a bull and a bunch of steers and a bunch of cows, no fighting. The bull just walks around and yeah. fucks all day and then shits and eats and sleeps. You know, it's like, huh, you know, right. And uh, I would sit there and tell people, they're like, oh, that that's a bull over there. He's got horns. And I'm like, yeah, you really don't understand uh, how shit works. Do you? <laughs> you know, a lot of females have horns. It doesn't matter. It, it's not a thing. Yeah. I, I don't know how things are on the, the lower tier, yeah. but I uh, was introduced to uh, bull riding by my mother, like within the last few years. Oh, and I used to think that bull riding was like, inhumane i was like i don't really like that they're out there like doing that but the more i started watching the sport i realized that damn these bulls are celebrities they are trained animals they are they're pampered they are like run through like rigorous training schedules like Mm -hmm. these are celebrities these are not they're treated um, very well and they're fed very well my ex-husband his family raised uh rodeo stock that they would then sell so we didn't you know put them out to rodeo or whatever right. but those bulls were fed so well yeah, when we yeah. Had them because they have to be well, right and then you go see them later and they're huge and they live this really great life yeah um and it's like yeah. the one time they get like their fucking revenge they're like all right son of a bitch i'm gonna right. fuck you yeah. up because i mean yeah, i was into it I, I i watched them over i think they had it at the pit maybe um uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and it's I, was, awesome. I was blown away by it. They had like the fireworks and everything. I was like, "Whoa, this yeah. is like a a huge production." Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. 
And it's like one of those sports that you can go watch and someone could get killed. And, yes. and, it, and like when Absolutely. I was when I was in college, we had a, you know, at Eastern New Mexico University, we had a rodeo team. And while I was there, a, a kid was bull riding and he got, you know, they wear those like vests that like yeah. they, they kind of like it's like a it's like basically like just a big padding mm-hmm. that like they, yeah. could, they can spread it open, put their arms in and it like springs closed on them. And that that's that's to protect them because like um, I don't know if you guys know who Lane Frost was. Yeah, Lane Frost. Yeah, he was a pro pro bull rider and he was one of the best. And uh, he got thrown and the bull hit him and broke his rib and the rib went right into his heart. Yeah. And he was like kneeling. And they have a movie about yeah, it too. Uh, eight seconds. Yeah, and he's like kneeling, and he like, like in the footage, he's like waving for them to come out, come get me. I know that you know because he knew, and then he just like collapsed and died. Well, when I was in yeah, high school, so that's why like they brought in like these vests and like the helmets and all that shit, right? So when I'm in college, uh, one of the rodeo team kids, he got thrown mm-hmm. off, and the bull stomped him right in the chest, killed the shit out of him. Uh, yeah it's no it's, it's no a, joke yeah i mean you they're know? they're big creatures mm. yeah. we're talking three thousand pounds right there boom and um like you you're not kidding holly like when they take care of them so the other the other like into that spectrum is is you have bulls that are for bull riding mm-hmm. and then you have these bulls that are for siring yeah they're really treated well they're so, really pampered i'll tell you that right now so when i was a kid like or i was in high school we had our ffa class and you'd go in and you'd get these magazines and it would be a sire magazine and you'd have all these different bulls in it you know and they'd be like uh they'd have funny names like sugar ray number two or rambo or blah 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 blah. (laughs) and it would have like specs under them like they were like a character for a card game like they're American gladiators. Yeah, and it would have like their scrotal, yeah. their scrotal circumference, all this shit. And what you would do is, is you were like, oh man, this is the kind of. And, and as a rancher, if you want to change your herd, you would, you know, you'd get on the phone, you'd call the owner of, and, and it, this magazine had all the bulls in it, like it was like a a Playboy magazine yeah. of like bulls. And if you saw one that you liked, you saw everything. You call up the the person who owned it, and you you'd make a deal. And I mean, it was probably really, really, really expensive. And it's they would very expensive. And they would send you overnight a liquid nitrogen cooled yep flask, and it would open, and then someone would use the sperm from this bull to inseminate the cows. Wow. And you're talking like these bulls. I was that, that person one year. Oh man, with the long glove, and you know, and. Yeah. It's like multi-million dollar industry, you know, and yep. it's crazy. So I was, what I'm getting from this is apparently all of us have at some part grown up on a farm. Right. Seems like it. Yeah. Chocolate milk comes from brown cows, my mom. All right. right. Stop with your <laughs> jokes. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I think that people who grow I'm not, you know. There's definitely like a, a disconnect between the city in, in this in this world right now. I think one of the biggest disconnects is people who live in the city as compared to people who live in a rural setting. 
mm-hmm. I, I definitely feel like we're we're feeling that right now. Right. Um, but as someone who grew up in a rural setting, I do feel like change can happen politically. Change can happen, you know, I, with ideology. You know, you, you could change who, who you are. You can change what you feel about things, positive or negative, you know. And I was someone who grew up around, you know, tons of racism, tons of racism. And it's one of those things where, you know, thinking about the person that I was compared to the person I am now, I feel like such a weight is lifted, you know, and, you know, just unlearn all the fucking horrible things that you hear and learn growing up. Just don't, just don't. Yeah. Stop, you know, human beings are human beings. Right. And that's like the hard thing, too, is like speaking out against the police, speaking out against like injustices that aren't like there mm-hmm. or they aren't like in front of you is a lot easier than it is like than speaking up against like your own family or right. friends. But, like that's where I think it matters the most. Yeah. I mean, I have unfriended so many people this week. Exactly about to say that, yeah. And at first, I thought, I'm just going to unfriend them and not say anything. Yeah. But that's a problem, right? So I literally will take screenshots of what they posted that I'm like, that's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And I will send it to them in a message. And I will tell them exactly why I don't want to be friends with them. And tell them, you know, if you think this is acceptable, you're wrong. You're wrong and you're fucked up. And and I think it's important that you don't just unfriend them, but you tell them why. Not vaguely, not, you know, publicly. Just send them a message and tell them why. Yeah. Well, the people I unfriend, I didn't know them. So it was like like someone who added me on Facebook and I was like, oh, don't know this person. Later. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no one on my Facebook that I'm not like actual friends with that I haven't met, at least had a prolonged conversation with. Yeah, right. And there's two of them on there, so I'm already like kind of stringent with who I keep as friends on Facebook. Hmm. But there's a couple of them on there. I, I just keep I keep talking to them because I'm like I just want I like I keep having conversations with them because I'm like yeah I've with you before. I know you're not a bad person. Yeah. I know you're, you're uh, for whatever reason, you're like, I own property and uh, I want to pay less taxes. And I'm like, yeah, but you have to look at this on the broader scale right. than just I pay less taxes. We all got to live here, I man. really want you to like pay attention to that. We got to stop looking at the I and start looking at the we, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, you know, probably should have said not the me and the we. But, um, that, and that's the big problem. It's like, you know, well, you know, well blah, blah, is an office now. I got to pay a shitload of taxes. You know, we all got to drive down the same roads. You know, we got to, we, we all got to live the same lives. And, you know, it, I don't leave the house and worry about my life getting wiped out because I'm white and I have that privilege. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And other people don't. And that's crazy to me. Yeah. 
And, and, you know, I have, I was raised in a, in a small town like you were, Chris. And I imagine that just like around you, like I wasn't raised around people that like hated anybody, mm-hmm. but yet I was raised in a culture where it was like, okay to joke about a lot of things that really weren't okay. Right. And like, there was like, so many things that like were said and done that at the time it was just like, oh yeah, yeah. They're just like kidding. They're just kidding. Like it's just a joke. Yeah, and I think that has gone just a little too far too long and it's not a joke. And like, I was like, now we, we need to like speak against that kind of stuff. Right. Um, well, here's, here's the question going around the internet. Uh, when's the first time you ever had the police uh, pull a gun on you? Never. Never. Never really? How, how, right. I, how Smiley has. My first, time, huh? my first time was seven. Uh, second time was ten. And Jesus. third and thankfully last time was 17. Yeah. I was probably wow. 23, 24 in, in, in Portales, New Mexico. It, it's no It's no shocker. To anybody who knows me, I am not a not a advocate for the police. I have never. It's right. weird. Like I could, like people are like you know you're a white guy. Why do you hate the police so much? I, I can tell you 15 stories where I've had run-ins with the police and they were not positive. You know, all the way up until uh, I lived in uh, Old Town Albuquerque and they came up and, and and threatened me in my home. You know. When the police come up and threaten you in your home and you have done nothing wrong, it is not a good feeling. You know, when the people yeah. who are supposed to protect you threaten you, you know, and I'm not trying to say, oh, poor me. No, because you know what? I had the privilege where I could stand there and I could yell at them back and they didn't do anything to me. I had that privilege because I'm white. And that's unfortunate that no one else has that. Right. So I don't know. Uh, what does this say here? We've we're blessed. We've come farthest now than ever before. This is the battle we're having. With how far along we are yet? Not far enough. But I'm glad we're not living. Through. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, it, it was way worse. But it's sad that we're, we're still doing still this. Still having to fight this fight right. in 2020. Like, come on. I'll say this. I'll say this, and I said it on that show on Tuesday for the Buck and Deck show. They're like, have you ever seen anything like this before? I said, I have never seen nothing like this ever. The last time I saw a riot that was crazy was the Rodney King. When I was a kid, the Rodney King riots. And I was like, and that was in L.A. That wasn't like protest all over the fucking nation, which. And world now. World now. Kudos to. and, And then kudos. The thing with that is kudos to everyone out there doing it because man that is it is staggering it is just amazing it is making the evil in the world put on notice i can't keep writing anymore what's that still out there for medical help yeah well i mean it's one of those things now where you know it went from like oh the you know these people are in you know mad here no, people are mad everywhere. You know, it's just and and in in that's good because they should be. Yeah. Because they because they murdered that man. Yes. 
and many before and yep. unfortunately many after. Yeah. Yes. Many during many, this. Uh, <laughs> two new APD shootings since then? Correct. This week. I was just reading one that happened today. A uh, child fatally shot in the chest. Well, I don't know if that was APD. But they shot someone. Up in the, the, that was the crazy one. They shot someone in Tanawan. And I was like, that that's not what I expected. <laughs> you know, no. For people who, don't, who are listening to this show that don't live in Albuquerque or New Mexico, Tanawan is like the rich of the rich. It is like a yeah. gated. It is a gated in community golf course. It's like houses built around a golf course and you have to get through a guard they have, yeah. they have like four different guard posts on each you know on uh, one on each side and you have to get past the guard so you can get in to just go to the houses and and there's a golf course all throughout it so it's you know it's it's kind of the you know i'm sure upper crust white of albuquerque uh, i'm sure they're not all white but you know that is what it is you know I you know i always made fun people were like what gang were you in i was like tanawan motherfucker you know yeah <laughs> It's like, so they shot. Yeah, did you see that? They shot someone there. I was like, I was like, that's a weird one. Yep. Yeah. Well, he was threatening to kill his parents. I guess. Oh, okay. He's a knife. So. Yeah. Sounds like a, a school shooter. <laughs> it's weird how. Percocet, Percocet problems. What's that? So it sounds like Percocet problems. <laughs> Where's my meds? Yeah. Possible entitlement, probably. I don't know. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know the whole story, but, but like you know, I, haven't got it yet. I just saw it today. No, I saw that. I saw that today too. But uh, is that close to High Desert? What? Tanawan. Yeah. What is High Desert? Is that a? Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I don't either. I have no idea. I don't know either. But uh, Andrew uh, is a guy that he said thank you for sending the stickers. So I still have bumper stickers. The Tendrick Minimum uh, Ray made the uh, wrestling pay-per-view style logo. I don't want to say what kind, but I still have some left. Um, if people – and I have new stamps. So if people out there want uh, a, a bumper sticker, send PM me an address, and I'll mail them out. Andrew is a, is a proponent. He can tell you that he, I'll, I do. I mail them out, and you know he said right here. Thank you for the bumper yeah, sticker. They're super high quality too. I mean, they're real thick. They're they're Fuck durable. Yeah. yeah, they'll last some. They'll last some storms. It's not like some yeah. bullshit sticker you got at Hot Topic. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're good, man. I'll tell you. So I've got I've got about a half a half of them left. So if people still want them, you know, PM me. And then also, if you have one of the stickers and you posted it, you put it somewhere. Send us a picture of the sticker. Yeah. You know, just to show us, like, hey, this is what I did with it. You know, I mean, if it's in a, I mean, definitely in a positive light. Don't send us like a sticker where you like lit someone's car on fire and it's on the bumper. Yeah, don't send us that. Yeah. <laughs> By no means do that. You know, but um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I think that that we we covered. I mean, a lot of a lot of ground today. I think we did, mm-hmm. and I mean, people are like. I felt bad because like people were like, well, this group is not, you know, showing support. And, and I was like, you know, for me, it's like, I don't want to show support until I, you know, we're all here. You know, I don't mm-hmm. want to, I don't want to speak for everyone, you know? Right. Right. That's not my, that's not my job. Um, so, yeah. Uh, well, 
What's up? Everyone knows I'm a giant anarchist, but that was me. Mm-hmm. Day gone, days gone by. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I took the, aren't like, I took the Hippocratic Oath. Yeah. I started to be a, a, a caregiver when, uh, when I got done with my EMT stuff. Right. And so now I just assist. Let's make sure no one gets hurt. But I'll yeah. always go to the protests. Yeah. Well, good job, guys. I'm proud of all of you. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. I mean, what do you guys have to promote? I mean, do we do we need to go over those again? I don't know if we do or not, but you guys can. Holly, you can. Oh, okay. I just have my Instagram. That's Hollybird Comedy. That's it. Nice. Uh, um, you can find me on pretty much any platform under at Rebosuda except for um, Facebook. But uh, once again, if you're looking to try to help with the back Black Lives Matter uh, movement, I do have a link in my bio on Instagram for a link tree that has all kinds of different ways that you can support, uh, whether you can have money to donate or if you don't, uh, I mean, check that out. Uh, it, it's a, all the great, great resources out there. Yeah. Smiley. Smiley. Uh, yeah, if you want to look for me, uh, if you want to stream me on TV right now, it's uh, uh, on NBC or Hulu for uh, – screw that. Now, if you see me at the protests in Albuquerque, you know what I look like. Um, I took the uh, medic thing off of me because I got gassed twice. Oof. So, But I'll have, I'll have water and medic stuff on me. Cool. Good job. Um, all I have to say is, is – is, uh, you know, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, I'd like to get the subscribership up there up to above 100 so that we can, you know, decide what the URL is. Also, so I did that Q&A show by myself, and it is now the fourth most downloaded show of the history of all our shows. So wow. I will do another one. This week, if you guys uh, send me via the Tendrick Minimum Facebook site, if you send me questions, I will answer them, uh, and I'll do it this week, and I'll do another one. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, that one really took off. I was like, oh, wow. And I, and I only answered, like, three questions the whole hour and a half. You know? <laughs> Very weird. But uh, thank everyone for listening. Um, thank you for all the people who've gone out and uh, risk their lives to change the world. Um, You know who you are. We appreciate you. And uh, thank you guys for being here. With that, we are are 10 drink drink minimum. minimum.